Blog Talk Radio. Hey, it's Beth Brownlee. Blog Talk Radio, it's Beth Brownlee, and I have a special guest today with me, Debbie Fain. Uh, she's an executive coach. Uh, we both went through the uh, Sherpa coaching class, and uh, we just want to welcome Debbie to the show. Tell me you're glad to be here, Debbie. Oh, Beth, I'm so glad to be here today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. We have a great show today. If you guys uh, want to call in, you can call in to 515-602-9776. Uh, but Debbie and I are going to talk about uh, self-talk today. And when we went through executive coaching a, a year ago, um, I gave Debbie this book. And I think it's... Um, it's so important because uh, to understand it because we, I think I helped you create a little awareness about uh, self-talk, but it's uh, something that everybody needs to be aware of. We, we tell ourselves over 1,300 words a minute. And um, the other thing about self-talk is it's eight to ten times faster than we can actually talk, which is amazing. Uh, one day I even tried to say everything I was thinking I was by myself in the car, and I thought everybody might think I was crazy, but I was trying to say everything I was thinking verbally, and it was not pretty. You can't you can't get it out fast enough because it's it's that kind of rapid fire. So um, I always like to start out with a quote, and uh, the quote for the day is about self-talk. So guess who's the number one person you communicate with on a daily basis? It's you. Our internal conversations characterize how we view the world and influence every part of our lives, relationships, achievements, attitude, and ultimately our degree of happiness. And that's uh, attributed to Todd Smith. So I uh, shared this book, Untethered Soul, by Michael Singer with Debbie. And um, it's a fascinating book. It, it, it so enlightened me about self-talk and all the things we tell ourselves. Um, and it's a challenge. Uh, I think, Deb, you'll agree when we, um, when I started talk to, talking to you about self-talk and all the things, the voice in the head, as a lot of people refer to it, um, I think you kind of questioned what that was all about. Um, you know, I, I so. did, Beth, and, and I, when uh, Beth first gave me a copy of the book, um, I, I flipped through it and then I just placed it to, to the side on my desk and I thought, well, I'll get around to that. But the few things I did see in the book, I said, well, that's not me. Self-talk. I, I'd heard that term before, but I thought that's not me. I don't self-talk. Um, I kind of feel sorry for anybody that does, but certainly that's not me. And then recently um, I picked that book back up again, but I realized that um, I self-talk all the time. And, uh, you know, it, it's, and, but I realize I'm not alone in that and no. people may call it different Mm-mm. things, but we all self-talk to some degree or another. It's, it's everybody. And, you know, I think that's why uh, you and I were sitting here before the show came on. And I think that's why it's so important to understand it and be aware of it. And that's probably the thing we want to do today is create awareness. Um, there's self-talk that works for you, right? Uh, when you're driving, tells you to put your blinker on or when you get up in the morning, brush your teeth or, 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 you know, whatever those things are. So it, it, it does have a purpose. That's the self-talk that keeps us on track. It, it keeps you, it's, it's good. It's good self-talk, right? Yeah, right. And then um, there's very innocent self-talk, as I tell everybody. Um, I, we're going to read a couple of excerpts in a minute from um, the book Untethered Soul. And uh, 
I'll tell you what, go ahead and read those, Debbie. So these are, these are examples of very innocent, uh, simple self-talk. Okay, so I'm going to go into this at, at uh, p- part of the book. You will notice, however, that even when you're not particularly bothered by something, it still talks. When you're walking down the street, it says things like, look at that dog. It's a Labrador. Hey, there's another dog in that car. He looks a lot like my first dog, Shadow. Whoa, there's an Oldsmobile. It's got Alaska plates. You don't see many of those down here. But that that um, made me think of a story I, I shared with Beth earlier about I begin every morning with a walk, at least a four-mile walk. And that's my time of day after my self-talk has gone on sometimes in the middle of the night. When I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is go out and take a walk to clear my head. And uh, I, I find myself, I'll start maybe with a prayer and try to think about good thoughts. I look around and say how beautiful things are. But then eventually I find myself in self-talk. For, for example, I may hear a siren, a fire truck. Um, I live in a fairly busy area, so it's not that uncommon. But because I know my mom is, is headed to work with, you know, in my office uh, around that time, immediately I start thinking, oh, gosh, I bet my mom ran a red light. Oh, no, I hope, hope no one hit her. I bet that siren, that, that's for the ambulance that, that's going to help my mom. And these things can just go crazy. And then when I return home, I realize there's no phone call. Everything's okay. My mom's okay. And I've wasted all that time and energy. I think the the thing I would ask you is why why do your thoughts go there and and you might need to explain that a little bit because that might need you might need a little bit of history you know what what makes you there's <clears throat> this is what I tell everybody there's a part of your past that makes you your self talk do what it does so as a kid um, a lot of times things. Most things that stick with us happen to us between 8 and 10, 11. Um, but for you, uh, and knowing you like I do, I think there's something that happened to you that stuck with you that, that creates the self-talk today. Wow, Beth. I, I didn't, I just now realized why I do that. And that is because when my father passed away um, back in 1988, he had a sudden heart attack And um, I got a phone call um, from my mom and my baby sister and they, uh, everyone was upset. They were, I could hear screaming. And then, um, you know, I heard your dad's had a heart attack. And then all of a sudden I heard the sirens. And so I just realized, in fact, I've got chill bumps thinking about it now because I realized that when I hear that sound, then that triggers a thought in me and that triggers a negative self-talk in me that, you know, 99.9% of the time there's nothing wrong, but right. it's that 1%. And I think that's how, how big, I think the role that self-talk can play can be so big and, and it can affect us in those ways. Huge, mm-hmm. huge. And I'm um, glad you shared that story because that's normally what happens now. Yeah. We all have some crazy self-talk and that's implanted you know, all throughout our lives, but, um, you are, um, a certified executive coach with Sherpa. Correct. And, um, I know when you're coaching, uh, you, you coach several people when you, when you're coaching your clients, do you see where self-talk comes into work? Oh, all the time. Um, I'm coaching, a young lady now who is very important for her to be recognized for what she does. 
and um, she needs constant recognition, and it's that's not a bad thing. Um, it's part of what motivates her, but um, as part of this, if she doesn't get the recognition that she thinks she deserves for a project, then that's going to weigh on her, and that's going to her self-talk is going to come into play there, and it's going to prevent her from doing other things that can make her even more successful. So the self-talk is definitely something that, you know, can create a weakness within her and keep her from being as strong as she really could be. Yeah, I think, uh, too, um, you know, I've had a chance to do some coaching as well um, uh, with some executives. And it's funny, even at that level, um, you see you see how individuals do emails. They read into text. They come out of um, uh, meetings and they they forget coming out of the meeting before they even leave the meeting. They're they're taught if some if they were called out on something or, and and one thing we've learned at executive coaching is um, uh, uh, a little a little tidbit of information is Q-tip, right? Correct. And so um, you know which Q-tip comes in handy. It really at work it so helps you control some of your self-talk that happens in meetings and and after meetings. Well, and and the Q-tip that. Beth is referring to is quit taking it personally. And um, as executive coaches, it's one of the tools that we use. It can be as simple as um, placing a Q-tip. Yes, a Q-tip with the two cotton ends, <laughs> the stick with the two cotton ends to remind you and, and that, you know, you don't have to take things personally. And, and I believe that that is something that we all have to work on, no matter what level you're at, whether whether you're early in your career or whether you're like Beth and myself, who we're certified executive coaches, but still in my every everyday business, I will find myself um, speaking with our, our staff about particular issues. But then while I'm explaining something, I'm trying to justify in my head why I'm explaining it, and I end up <laughs> over-explaining it, and before it's all over, everybody's confused. <laughs> So I, you know, it, it goes back to the whole self-talk, and we have to find ways that we can eliminate some of that negative self-talk in our minds. And we'll go over that, you know, toward the end here. We, we definitely have some suggestions. Uh, one of the things we're trying to do today is just give you examples and create awareness uh, in in what happens. Uh, well, let's take this one. So for a lot of women. I don't know about the guys, but I can speak for you and I and for all our friends and people we talk to. I call it the 3 a.m. conversation. <laughs> so it seems like 3 a.m. is about is the witching hour. And it's where we all wake up and we start having this incredible self-talk with me, myself, and I. Exactly. Um, you asked me. And, and you said you had it, and anybody we ask, our, our group of friends and all, everybody gets into it. Um, it's an incredible conversation, especially uh, if you're stressed, you're, uh, you got a lot on your mind, and, and you wake up and you think you're going to resolve it all at 3 in the morning. Um, you did ask me how I deal with that, because I used to be horrible at it. Uh, I would wake up at 3, and, and um, I could talk to myself for an hour and a half. And then finally, out of exhaustion of listening to myself talk to me, I would fall back to sleep. Um, my faith does come into this. I, I do give it to God now. Um, and um, I just have faith it's going to be taken care of. I also think I've come into the realization that there's nothing at that hour I can do about anything. Um, I can waller in that conversation with myself. I can argue with myself in this conversation. Um, but 
there's nothing I can do at that hour. So why not give myself uh, a stress-free rest and go back to sleep? And I will tell you those conversations probably don't last more than five minutes now. Yeah, and I think that's important, Beth, to, um, you know, uh, even for me with my, um, I'm I'm very spiritual on that. And many times, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, unfortunately, my, my self-talk sessions last longer than just 3 a.m., but sometimes they can start as early as 1.30 and, <laughs> you know, they might go for a couple of hours. But, you know, I'll try different techniques. And part of that would be, you know, I'll pray to God and I'll just uh, ask God to take that, um, to take that burden, you know, away from me, because as as Beth just said, there's not really a whole lot you can do about it at, at 3 a.m. in the morning. But another thing, you know, you can also, I think this is important for people to remember, too, that um, you can also try actual physical remedies for that. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share with you what I'm what I'm talking about. And this I'm finding is working for me recently. And that is you can try, I believe it's um, a Navy technique or okay. a, a military technique where you breathe in deeply, count to four, and you hold it, and then you exhale, and you count to four. And I don't know whether it's an actual physical part of it that helps you to help your mind and your body relax, or if it's just that you're so concentrating on counting to one, two, three, four, and then exhaling one, two, three, four, that it really ends up helping. And before I know it, I'll turn over and I'll say, there's my soft spot. And, <laughs> and I, I think it, I think it's a great thing because it, breathing anyway is, is mm-hmm. good day, night, whenever. Well, not just for living, but, you know, for, for, uh, for taking that moment. For a calming effect. I think it creates consciousness. And I think what you're doing is creating uh, consciousness and awareness that you're having this incredible conversation with yourself that's probably going nowhere. Uh, how many people ever go back to sleep just going, okay, well, you know, that was a great conversation. And that was <laughs> talk, yeah, to you in the morning. talk to you in the morning when I wake up. Um, nobody does. Um, I, I think you and I were, I, I shared a little insight with you. Um, I read something I had written, which is if if you had a friend that spoke to you like you speak to you, how long would this friend be your friend? And I told you, and, and I would run, you would run, you would run and I would run. Or if, uh, if what you tell yourself, if a good friend was sitting next to you on the sofa and what you tell yourself, you, you told that friend, I can promise you that friend would be out the front door in a heartbeat. Yet we seem okay with telling ourselves all this stuff. We, we, we don't seem to want to turn it around. And, and like I said, we'll get into some, a, a few things that help us, but why do we think we're not worthy? Why do we think we're not um, a gift? Why do we think we're not love? Why, you, you know, these things have been entrenched in us. And you and I talk about this uh, with Russ a lot. Habits were so habitual. That's why executive coaching works so well because um, because we're in such habits of having these conversations with ourselves and the self-talk and telling ourselves horrible stuff that we think it's okay. And we it's do. Not. We, I- on almost anybody and you mentioned the word love and I think that that we all have to remember that we have to love ourselves God made us the way that we are and sometimes it's hard for people to accept certain things but we have to stop thinking about what other people think about us because generally they they're thinking good things about us and they, right. they want they they want us to know that but 
you know, their that self talk gets in the way, and we just have to to remember love and you know um, and spread that feeling to other mm-hmm. people, but particularly to ourselves. Um, you know, I think I, you were around obviously when I had cancer twelve years ago, and um, I went into that um, chemo depression, and I don't want to. Um, not talk about depression because um, I know a lot of you out there are are in that place and and uh, I can talk about it because I was there and it was uh, I share it with a lot of people that it was a wet paper sack and prior to that I was a very upbeat happy go lucky person I got the cancer then I went through chemo and then I went into the depression and now I get it you know normally I would look at depressed people prior to that and go Get out of that! What's wrong? What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? What you you know? What you, what's wrong? How, why can't you Self-talk, be happy? Self talk. Yeah. Self-talk. Be happy. Be happy. <laughs> After going to that deep dark place, um, I um, I get it. I get it because it is probably self talk at its worst, mm-hmm. and it's telling you everything you can't, never, ever will be or do again. Um, how how did you get out of that, Beth? How how did you? eventually work your your way back out of that i i think i i was aware of it i was aware of that place um, in chemo that if you get into a place where you don't want to bathe or eat or or get off the sofa or whatever or see your friends or see friends because i was isolated um that you that 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 you are in a depression so i was aware of it because they had educated me but that doesn't keep your self-talk from going crazy on you. Um, so it was telling me horrible things. Um, I did find the words trust your journey in the middle of all that. And, and those words made sense. I didn't get well immediately, but the words helped me to understand that that what I was going through was just going to be a part of my journey and not my entire journey. So I did have something that woke me up uh, and that brought me out of it. It took a while, though. It's not instant. It's not like, oh, here are the words, trust your journey, and I'm not depressed anymore. Uh, I had to really work on it. I worked on it really hard to tell myself other stuff and not continue to beat myself up. Well, I think you bring up a good point there in that you you were in a dark place, but you a, a part of you stayed open to the possibility that something would come along. And something did come along for you. And I think that it's important for us to remember to always look for, many people call it a silver lining. And sometimes that can be just so cliche. You know, well, you got to look for the silver lining in everything. But truly, there are these silver linings that, that will, you know, come in and, and impact us in such a way that it, it helps us. So we have to keep our hearts and our minds open for that. Well, you talk about silver lining. You know, it's, it's, it can be as something, excuse me, uh, something as simple as... Um, it's what you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you get in a new car and you turn, you got your new car and you turn the volume down on your radio and you're listening, oh, I saw, oh, there's a little scratch on the outside and oh, I hear a squeak. Is that a squeak? I wonder what's wrong with my car. And you, you know, if you're looking for that stuff, you're going to self-talk yourself into that. Exactly. If you're looking for something better, and and this isn't an instant jump. Like I said, I didn't instantly jump out of. Uh, that depression. It was a step by step by step thing. Um, and, and I had to own it and I had to be accountable and I had to be aware of it and conscious of it. And it, and because of that experience, I'm definitely more conscious of it than ever. Uh, that's the reason I try to talk to everybody about self-talk. But, um, 
but I'm also aware of how people get there, and I'm also aware of how people can stay there. Well, I think uh, there again, you know, you you talk about you talk to people about self-talk, and Beth and I have known each other uh, many many years, and you know, I've heard her mention self-talk many times, and and I'm I'm almost embarrassed to admit I I I just you know, I, di- I discounted it. I'm like self-talk. I don't, but uh, more recently self-talk has, I've become more aware of self-talk and, and how it, it impacts our lives. And yeah. It's, it's a mind, body, spirit thing. It's work, it's mm-hmm. home, it's personal, it's family. It's always there. I mean, uh, you can't tell me what, I, I can't even imagine sitting around sometimes, even at a family reunion, you know, what everybody's saying to each other and, oh, look at Uncle Harold and look what he, I can't believe he just did that and what she eating over there and boy, her hair looks horrible and, you know, this is just how it goes and even when you wake up in the morning, you're telling yourself some of that stuff as well and instead of just looking in the mirror saying, you know what, you're worthy, you are love and, and go go embrace it. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, you know, I know we're running short on a little bit of time here. One thing I, I do want us to talk about is social media. Um, it's huge. It's big. It's not going away. Um, and the stuff we see there, we mainly see because when you person talk and it's, it's a natural, it's a given that when you see that post of, um, you know, somebody having a great time on vacation. I'm on vacation. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was there. Or, yeah. You know. And 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 we hear this a lot ourselves, where everybody goes, "Wow, you guys go all the time. You're having such a good time and everything." And I want you to know that, yeah, we have a good time when we're on vacations and with our friends. But every day's not a great day. Mm-hmm. It's not a great day. So, um, and, and I um, I say that because I think social media for all ages. I don't care, you know, if you're 16 and listening, I don't care if you're 65 and listening. You got to know there's a, another side to that. It's it's not uh, it's not always a bed of roses out there. And when you look at Instagram, when you look at, at Facebook, just just know, even when you look at our stuff, it's not always great. Life exactly. is life. It's going to have highs. It's going to have lows. And nobody goes on Facebook unless it's political these days. But personally, you don't go in there going, man, I'm having a crappy day. I mean, it's just not what we do. We put our best self out there in, in Facebook land and in social, you know, in, in the social world. Um, but be careful not to get in that comparison trap of self-talk uh, because you will do comparison self-talk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and when you see that you think somebody else is having a great life and, and they've got everything going for them and, and, and you know, you read somebody's Twitter and you, you think or you see these pictures of people I don't care if they're movie stars. I don't care if they're actors. I don't care who they are. Everybody has self-talk, and well, it's not always great. Yes, Beth, and I, I think that social media is a great uh, is a great example. Um, I'll I'll give you a personal example for me on Facebook, and that is sometimes uh, I might want to just post that. Um, hey, uh, today's a great day. Today I heard a song, and and in all my years I never paid attention to the lyrics me and I got what that song was all about and I many times will say you know when I get to work I'm going to post that because hopefully that'll motivate someone else and that'll put someone else in in as good a mood as I'm in today and then you stop and you think well okay so then I say here comes self-talk yes Debbie you self-talk too you'll say well I don't know I really don't think I'll post that because what's somebody going to think and then if somebody doesn't like it and if I don't get 1500 likes what am I going to feel like 
So. And so-and-so's having a bad day, and they're yes. not going to appreciate that I'm posting yes. this. And Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, all right. Well, we're kind of working down. We've got a few minutes left here. I do want to work into some suggestions, all right, some things that um, I think one thing we've done, hopefully, on, on the show today is create awareness and mm-hmm. consciousness. So uh, I think the one thing Debbie and I would ask you to do is just, just pay attention when that conversation is going on in your head because it's there all the time. Um, one thing I have found is journaling is good for me. The beauty of journaling um, that, it, you know, it, it's not a very common practice anymore, but when you write, it slows down your self-talk. And also when you write, it, it kind of corrects you. It's, you're not going to write down, even if you begin to write down everything you tell yourself, you're going to do some corrections there, which leads me to my next thing. I'm big about uh, not only do I pay attention but I'm big about pivotal thoughts and pivotal thoughts for me are replacing a, a negative thought with a positive thought. Um, and, and so you, that's something else you really need to be conscious of and aware of. I think I shared with you, I do selective hearing of to me. So when, <laughs> when I'm talking to me, I do now I do selective hearing of what I want to hear. So those are, are big things. I think you mentioned something about how you get your day started because the way you start your day is the way your day is going to go. Absolutely. Um, so you get up and I get up and I, I exercise for it. But if I'm not able to do that, that it does impact my day and and a lot of times in a negative way. And then I'll have to self-talk my way into a more positive frame of mind. So that's a, another way that you can use uh, positive thoughts to change your self-talk. Same thing for me. Um, I wake up um, and, and I'm real conscious about how I start my day. I lay the foundation. So I set the day. Um, I'd go into meditation. I make sure that meditation is gratitude. Uh, when I walk, run, or whatever I do, um, I, I'm very attentive to even birds. So I find gratitude in everything going on around me. I try not to hear the sirens like you do, <laughs> but but I'm real conscious uh, of little stuff. I found a softball today. I mean, everybody, you know, I, I run near a park, and so I'm, I'm listening to birds. I'm, I'm listening to all kinds of things. I found a softball. I was grateful for it. I love, I love the feel of that ball when I'm running. I just throw it back and forth in my hand. So thanks to uh, the plumbing company that left the softball out there because everybody writes their names across softballs <laughs> now. Um, exercise, meditation, run, yoga, whatever you choose to do. And I'm very conscious about breakfast. Um, I think it sets the day as well. And uh, so, I'm, as you know, I'm very conscious after the cancer about what I put in my body anyway. So, um, there are, um, I think the other thing is just remember there's a funny side to self-talk too and the ability to kind of laugh at yourself because mm-hmm, just like you said, you're sometimes you just go, wow, was, was I really having that conversation with me? You know, it just gets a little well, crazy. Well, I, so. I owe you, Beth, uh, a world of gratitude for bringing it to my attention and, and uh, making me more aware of it so that I can find better ways to deal with it and, um, and you know, turn it around, <laughs> turn the negative into a positive. So there, hopefully there's, uh, there's some things there, um, you, you know, um, change your thoughts and you change your world. I say change the conversation with yourself and you change your world. Um, so get used to talking to me, myself, and I for the rest of your life because it doesn't stop. But also don't tolerate some of the stuff you tell Make yourself. it a friend you'd want to have around you. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today on Blog Talk Radio. We've enjoyed it. Debbie, love having you here. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day and and being here. Well, thank you, Beth. Hopefully you'll have me back. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, 
Next show is going to be, uh, I'm out of town next week, so we're going to have it on uh, Thursday, March the 9th at noon. So uh, I'll put some notices out there on Facebook. Thanks, all you guys, for joining us on Facebook, Instagram, all those great social medias we have out there. Hopefully we inspire your day. Hopefully we help you to change your life. I always like to end with this. Um, Celebrate the uniqueness of the journey. There are no copies and no duplicates. It's yours and yours alone from birth to death. Other people are going to share it with you, but it's unique. Cherish that. Embrace it. God created just you for this time and for this journey. Never, ever forget that. No one else will have it or claim it. It's yours and yours alone. Always remember, wherever life takes you, trust your journey.